perhaps it's me, perhaps it's the ghost that lives in my toilet <laughs> bowl, perhaps Drain. it's the neighbor's kid, perhaps it's the cat, perhaps it's not, perhaps it's Satan herself. Okay. Trademark. Uh, yeah, trademark that shit. Hello, BD Wong and other listeners. Hi, Hi there. We say that as sort of an affirmational spell, hoping that BD Wong will. If we put that out into the universe, we're hoping. The world will get back to him and he'll hear that we're huge fans. Pretty soon, we'll probably learn because he'll he'll become a patron. (laughs) Probably. One day he's just giving us a dollar a month. Yes. And we know. Yeah, it's bdwong at gmail.com or something. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Well, hi, everyone. It's hi. our listener stories episode. The finale of season four. Wow. It's been a whole nother season down the drain. It's gone. I'm kind of glad season four is over. It's been a wild ride. It, it seems so long. It kind of seems like it took ages. I mean, there were 25 episodes this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we took a few breaks, too, which made it even longer. <laughs> and been dragging on and on. <laughs> I'm glad to put it behind us. And uh, so I'm Liz. I'm Samantha. We have a friend, Kara, here today. Hello. Because we're talking about listener stories. Yeah. Your spooky stories of things that have happened to you that creeped you the fuck out. This is this is the fourth time we've done this. I love them. And I'm stoked. They're There's- the scariest stories. So far, what we've read on this show, quality, but also... I'm still scared of New Michelle. I was going to say, Ooh. what do you think New Michelle oh, is up to? New Michelle, I remember that one. <laughs> that was fucked. Yeah. I hope she's up to nothing. I hope, I hope so. she's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, she probably is, but that doesn't mean she's up to nothing. Oh my God, you know. are right. As we know. Um, Kara has a book coming out, which is very exciting. Yes. Do you wanna, I do. Do you want to tell us anything about your book? I wrote a book of poetry. It's called Karma Vet, and it'll be out next month oh and where can people get their hands on your book find me on the internet on instagram at karma.vet and on my website karmarelyoga.com and you can buy it directly from me awesome yeah and if you're in the minneapolis and or wisconsin area i'll be touring around the next couple months so people should follow you on your social media to get the deets yeah on the tour it's a good time tour locations yeah, yeah you should definitely go you'll feel very cultured and you'll also have fun it is a fun experience it's a sad experience it's a spooky experience all in one time and sometimes there's wine <laughs> oh. <laughs> say no more <laughs> we've asked Kara to read a very special poem on the podcast today yeah maybe we can start out with um, that it has a special place in my heart and you'll see why So I have a fetish, I guess we could call it. I have a fetish for Gordon Ramsay. And this poem is called, Gordon Ramsay is my kink. I'm going to just jump right in. I'm just snapping. I'm nodding my head. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So excited. Goosebumps. I couldn't get warm, did get wet. Over-the-top indulgences, decadent existence on a minimum wage. Things are looking pretty glum, he says, as he puts his finger into a ripe red tomato, slowly drawing it in and out. I don't want a cop boyfriend. Even if he is a daddy. Not a man who has fathered children. A daddy. A-C-A-B, but damn, yes, I see that gray fox. I was triggered and threw up, even though I love you. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now that is poetry. I love it. Love I mean, it. how could you not want a, a book by such a startling new artist hey. on the literary scene? Up and coming. Yes. Kara and I share a love. It's a pure love. Yeah. For the one and only Gordon Ramsay. Comes up a lot on this podcast. It does. Not having a ton to do with the, the source content. <laughs> Though, oh, if there's like the equivalent of the low files where Gordon Ramsay and his like 12 children investigate paranormal activity, perhaps in like English hotels. That he's would like, be amazing. Where he's like, you know what's making these burgers overcooked? Ghosts. <laughs> I would watch the out. hell out of that show. Yeah. Apparently his 12 kids and him have like a TV show in the UK. He does yeah. not have 12 kids. He has so many kids. He has 12 kids. Not, not, I think 12. It's 12, it's not no. 12, but it's a lot. He just had another one. He's probably having a kid right now. Probably with his gorgeous wife. Wow. Yeah. That's disappointing. <laughs> I, do think I mean, I'm happy are, for them. I do think two of them are twins. So it was a two okay, for one deal there. I get it. It's a BOGO. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love a BOGO? I do. <laughs> but yeah, they have a like a whole family, I don't know, reality show type thing. But do they get in a van and solve mysteries? I don't think so. I've never watched it, though. So who knows? <laughs> I am so excited to talk about I keep just saying how excited I am to do the Low Files. Haven't even watched it yet. I'm stoked too. But Rob Lowe and his sons out Ooh. in the woods looking for Do you know about Bigfoot. this show, Kara? Never heard of it, but I love Rob Lowe. He is a snack. <laughs> well, he's a snack that believes in Bigfoot. <gasps> yes. And goes out into the woods to look for him. There's a there's like one season of a TV show called The Low File. I think there's only one season that we could find. Doesn't seem like it got very far. I don't really think it's actually a very good idea for a show. But no. in a way, it's the best idea for a show i've ever heard the episode that i'm gonna watch also i haven't watched it yet is about like some weird some sort of ape ape that i've never heard of well, anyway if you want to hear us talk a about this ape? you're I'm gonna have sure. to sign up on patreon that's that's patreon content right yes. there that's for the big box of yeah you $1. gotta, you have to cough up a dollar to, to hear us talk about the low files if you want to know all of my wealth of roblo information which is slightly startling that costs a dollar <laughs> i think it's only fair yes <laughs> I think since we last had Kara on the show, you've had a new ghost or alien experience. Am I right about that? I've had two two to three. Oh, my God. Depending on your counting methods. Okay. Hit, hit us I with at least a, one. I have a lot of questions, but tell us, tell us at least, I, at least I one. I sort of feel like you are a conduit for the paranormal world. I am. And I am... <laughs> You're like, there's a reason you think that. It's because it's goddamn true. <laughs> if you put it on a business card, it's basically real. Anything can be real if it's on a business card. Yeah. That's why Bigfoot puts on his business card that he's a ghost. He says Bigfoot, and then on the back it says, I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> and he carries those around in like a fanny pack. And he's like, please just believe that I exist. And he just, yeah. No, I was having a dream. Uh-huh. A lot of my paranormal activity happens in the sleep hour. Sure. Okay. So I, the witching hour, you might say. The witching hour, you might say. So recently, in the last like mm, six-ish months or so, I've been waking up very regularly at 3.30 or 3.33 in the morning. That sounds terrible. Creepy, right? And I'm a pretty sound sleeper. I'm a good sleeper, healthy sleeper. Okay. You know? And... I don't want to be up at 3.30 in the morning. That sounds bad. No. no. And I was told, not by a real person, but a person on a podcast. Oh, that- those are the most <laughs> real people. <laughs> <laughs> those are, they're all, you buy a microphone, you're an you expert. You can say anything. 
anything yeah. you want. Sure uh-huh. can. Yep. But they were saying to me that if you're waking up at 3.30 in the morning, it could be that that's when the aliens are returning you back to Earth. Okay. So, okay. I had a dream maybe two months ago that I was in my bedroom where I live and that maybe 12 or so or more little gray aliens were filling up my bedroom. And they were filing down. in? Yes. Like watching you sleep? Yep. Just standing there? Yes. I Yikes. hate it. And then I woke up at, you guessed it, 3.33 a.m. So Doesn't that's the number them? three have some paranormal connotation? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's just say yes I'm so sure. much. I'm sure it yes. does. Like we just said whole, it, so it has to like be Like the Holy Trinity. Yes. But, but paranormal. Ga- ghosty. I don't it's know. A, it's that's a terrifying. ghost, alien, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, Bigfoot, yes. It's just, yeah, the triad. <laughs> That's okay. terrifying. I don't like that story at all. No, Cara. it's spooky. Yeah. It's spooky as fuck. Should we do a snack hour now? Yeah. I think we have some snacks to try. First of all, thank you to Drunk Friend of the Pod Artist <laughs> for sending us some cheesies. We got them on Valentine's Day. It was a lovely yeah, surprise. That's a beautiful gesture to send cheesies on if Valentine's Day. If you want to get drunk and send us some snacks, or just send us some snacks, you can do it sober. Um, we have an Amazon wish list on our website. Perhaps it's you. Uh, you can you can keep the snack drawer full. And uh, what do we have in front of us? So I I picked up a few, couple things the other day. I picked up some chocolate banana pocky. If you're familiar with pocky, it's the Japanese like biscuit stick. Comes in different flavors. I've never had great this to kind. stir in your coffee. Sure. And I also got something called choco roll, which looks like some sort of possibly similar biscuit, but this is in a pudding flavor i'm stoked to taste and then the picture on the box is almost like a flan maybe yeah i mean the picture makes it look really elegant yeah this is like some fancy almost shit. seductive so i'm ex- i it's been i had bought these on monday i haven't been able to eat them all week and it's been i don't mind telling you hard do you think this is <laughs> this is so we have pudding here in the u.s and then the rest of the world considers pudding something totally different Oh, that's, that's true. I don't so I'm wondering what kind of pudding flavor we're getting here. <laughs> Those just threw one at me. Yeah. Enjoy your choco Cho- roll. Your choco pudding. roll. Pudding. All right. Pudding These flavor. are generously sized. I appreciate they that. Really are. This is, says product of Taiwan on it. Okay. There's like a wafer inside. I don't know how this is pudding flavor, but it is tasty. Yeah. It is good. I like it. Yeah. There's like a, a very light wafer in mm-hmm. the middle. It does taste kind of like those wafer cookies, but yeah. better. It's like the gourmet version of yeah. those. Yep. You know the ones that you get like the strawberry, yeah. the vanilla, and the chocolate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know hmm. where the pudding is. No, I think that was supposed to be the filling thing is like pudding, but I don't know. I just kind of taste like vanilla or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I don't know that I would have. I think they might have oversold a little. I want to dip this in coffee, too. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I would like to do that. All right, I'm going to try a... I'm not always huge on Pocky, but I just wanted to try... Oh, that's a strong faux banana scent. It's like five Laffy Taffies in your mouth at once. I touched six. Sorry about that. It's all good. <laughs> these are okay. Eh. I give these a side... Thumb sideways. Neither up nor down. Oh, this is a very strong banana. I mean, if you like a fake banana flavor, you're going to be very happy with this. Which sometimes I'm in the mood for, but usually no. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, eh. Tastes like banana. I wish it had a little bit more chocolatey flavor. Yeah, I agree with that. The banana overwhelms it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, missing the chocolate, but very biscuit. Right. It's crunchy. I uh-huh. like it. It's not bad. 
bad. I just probably wouldn't buy it again. Yeah. But I will I eat the rest of those in those box? Well, yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you have another paranormal story for us, Kara? I did. I do. All right. I feel like we're braced now that we have some sugar in us. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that these two are often referred to as the aunties, the aunts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mystery kinda, aunts. I'm kind of the drunk aunt, I would say. Okay. <laughs> I can kinda see that. Kind of boxed wine drunk aunt. I can see that for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your brand? You're explaining you have to tip it to get the, the bottom part out. You gotta take it out of the box, and then you just ring that sucker. Uh, <laughs> of course, you tip it. I mean, that is that's a child's play. Oh, I see. Of course, I apologize. Yes. So this now, I live by. I don't know what the proper term is. A place where older people live. Sure. Mm-hmm. Retirement home. Retirement facility. The old bitty house. I think. The old bitty land. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure you call it old bitty house. Old bitty house. <laughs> anyway, I was taking a stroll one night, and I want to preface this by saying, yes, I had been eating an edible. Okay. Okay, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure, sure. Taking a nice stroll. I'm walking by there. I'm still kind of high, and I I look over, and I see this old guy holding this four-post cane. Just kind of like, you know, sure. an old guy standing in a parking lot. Not that weird, considering the, you know, the scenery. And then I turn back, and then I turn forward to see him again, and he's gone. The cane is still there, standing upright. Uh, but the man was just gone? Uh-huh. And I was like, Matt, where'd that old guy go? Because he was on my walk with me. And he's like, there's no old guy. What are you talking about? Uh, wow. Do you, so think, you think the that- ghost was using the cane? It was probably the he ghost. was holding it. I think it was, it was his-, his cane. Yeah, there's the owner of the cane yeah. that's passed on. Wow. He's come back for it. Yeah. And he's like, they put this in the dumpster. This is still good. They don't make them like this anymore. It definitely was a good cane, and I wanted to go buy it and look at it, but then I was too spooked. See, that's what I was wondering, because Dangerous Linda says you don't necessarily haunt the place you die, but he was just back for his cane. He just wanted to hold that cane again, because it was a nice four-post cane. He was very disappointed they just threw that out. Yeah. Yeah. So... As I would be if I was the old person and I found out they threw out something perfectly good that I used to own. I was like, you didn't find someone else that wanted this? You didn't sell this at my estate sale? You haunt their ass. Yeah, exactly. So, spooky cane. It would be me as a ghost going, they don't make them like this anymore. (laughs) She'll be in the curio cabinet. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck finding this. (laughs) I'll be like, oh my god, please be quiet, Liz's ghost. We get it. Oh, we got it. <laughs> Please be quiet, Liz's ghost. Get okay. out of the Pyrex. Should, yeah, exactly. Should I read a listener story? I think you should. Okay. Um, should we just refer to people by their first names? Is that enough? I think that's that's good. Anonymity? Okay. This is from Kathleen. She says that it's not spooky exactly, but it's unsolved mysteries adjacent. She said, growing up, I heard rum- rumblings in my family that my mom's Uncle Alan was a, quote, gangster or something in the 30s who was killed in a police shootout. But my family is prone to exaggeration, so I kind of ignored it until recently deciding to apply my geneolo- genealogy sleuthing skills to figure this story out. Turns out it was all true. Keep in mind, oh. this is during the Bonnie and Clyde era, so I think all the papers played up the gangster angle a little too much. Lots of references to the Desperado. 
<laughs> on Thanksgiving Day, 1939, in Davenport, Iowa, my mom's uncle, Alan Morford, allegedly kidnapped a car salesman named Floyd w- Wadden by posing as a, a real name. Wadden? Wadden? Something like that. By posing as a purchaser of a car that he was delivering. Mm-hmm. Alan was supposedly stuck a gun in his side and said, keep driving for 400, <laughs> so 500 and 40 miles through Iowa, Missouri, and finally Kansas. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. They held up two gas stations on the way, but Wadden claimed he had no chance to escape until they reached Topeka. Claimed. Sure. Claimed. Yeah. I, just, w- I don't buy this. Wadden was able to get away when Alan was entertaining a woman in his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> like you do when you're abducting someone. Oi. He called the police on Alan, who stormed to downtown Topeka hotel room he was in. The hotel is apartments now, by the way. Alan and the cops went back and forth through the door for 40 minutes when Alan supposedly said... I have too much hanging over me. I'll never drop this gun. They had a shootout through the door. The police hurled tear gas under the door when they heard a shot. Alan allegedly shot himself in the head and died later that night. (laughs) Yikes. He had a wife and little girl. I spoke with a little girl last year. She's now in her 80s. And she literally knew nothing about any of this. Whoa. (laughs) That must have been quite a day. (laughs) Let me tell you about your father. Wow. I'm highly suspicious of Wadden's claims. At one point, he says he tried to escape when they were eating dinner at a restaurant in Kansas City because kidnappers always whine and dine their victims. (laughs) And when Alan went to the bathroom to wash his hands, a true gentleman, leaving Wadden alone (laughs) at the table, like you do when you're holding someone hostage... He tried to escape out the kitchen back door, but couldn't figure out how to get out because the cook, quote, was Italian and didn't speak English. Uh, <laughs> you know, Italians can't open doors? Yes. What? Needless to say, afterwards, the police held Warden on a vagrancy charge to check some discrepancies in his story. But he was released and lauded in the papers and the radio nationally, and papers and radio nationally, as a kidnapping victim. Pictured with his daughter, Cindy Lou, parentheses, seriously, (laughs) with captions saying, glad her daddy's home. Amazing. I'm suspicious of his story as well. Clearly there is more to this story. Alan had some issues in the with bad checks in the past and had spent time in Joliet prison for grand larceny, but it definitely seems like there's more to this we'll never know. He and my grandfather were very close as they were the two by far youngest siblings in the family. She was a very prim and proper lady and apparently was totally devastated by his death. It makes me wonder about these criminals they learned about. They might have perfectly lovely loved ones who warned them. Aww. Anyway, I'm used to digging up skeletons through genealogy, but this was way too too close to home. I've never been terribly interested in that side of the family because they were all just boring farmers. (laughs) Who knew? Aww. Wow. Wow, That's fascinating. That's a great story. That's a very good story. See, that wasn't paranormal, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's like an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. And I do think she's right. There's probably more to that kidnapping story oh, for that sure. we'll never figure out what Wadden was really up to. If all you needed was a car from the car salesman, why would you take him with you on your cross-country... Yeah, you could just kick him out. Yeah. You don't need that guy anymore. Yeah, you have the car. I guess because you don't want to call the police, maybe? But just stop in a field outside of town. Sure. And then get- You'll be far away by the time they figure it out. Yeah, that was so long ago. Police in other states weren't talking to each other. No. No. So, that's a good story. Wow. All right, time. I really like the uh, subject of Kara's next story. 
So I'm ext- intrigued to hear them. We haven't heard any of these yet, by the We're way. We're going into this totally blind. All right. This one comes from Tawny. And it's, I told a ghost not to break its ankle. Good that's advice. A, that's good advice. advice. I don't know really how a good. ghost would break its ankle, but... Let's find out. I'm curious. Hello, ladies. This is one of many spooky experiences I've had, and I still don't know what exactly I encountered, but here we oh, go. you had many, and you only sent us one? Boom. Mm. We'll have more seasons. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this story happened about ten years ago when my family and I were in Hawaii for Christmas. We were heading to the airport, but my mom wanted to stop and look at the stars. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. Well, my quality mom energy. Mom. <laughs> my a real mom move. My dad stopped at the entrance to a national park that we had visited the day before, and we all climbed out. It was dark out there except for the dim light from our rental van and the camper that had its blinds down. Anyway, I was looking up at the stars when I suddenly got the feeling that someone was standing in front of me, and I looked up and saw a large black shadow. Nope. That I assumed was my dad. I told him, (laughs) don't break your ankle, as the shoulder of the road was short, and I had nearly turned my ankle getting out of the car. I got no response, which honestly wasn't that unusual, coming from my dad, so I didn't think much of it. Soon after that, I returned to stargazing, when I noticed something moving behind the fence of the National Park. Nope. Mm. I only knew it was there because we had recently visited the park, and I watched as a figure walked through the darkness let me tell you black moving on black is one of the most unsettling things i've ever seen and oh and for a second i thought it was my sister before i realized she was still on the other side of the fan you went that is my sister Mm -hmm. is that pure evil moving i'm just not sure (laughs) often hard to tell the difference (laughs) but i didn't feel frightened at all at the time probably because i didn't realize what i saw until after but looking back on it now i am definitely sensitive when it comes to places with an off vibe so i feel like i would have felt something if they were maybe maybe it's positive energy Oh, that's freaky. It's Anyway, to make a long story short, we all got back in the van and I sat there for a few minutes before I finally asked my sister what side of the van she, mom, and dad had stayed on and she told me the opposite side of where I was. Yikes. So I told her what happened and needless to say, we were both seriously creeped out. I don't know if they were just ghosts or shadow people or if my family decided to play an elaborate prank on me, but I truly hope you never see black moving on black. It's not a great experience. Anyway, I love your podcast so much. Tawny. That reminds me of the ghost story we had with the stairs. a season or two ago where it was the, the darkness that was darker than the, the darkness around it. Yeah. It yeah. was scary. That reminds yeah. me of that. That's freaky. That's freaky. Very freaky. Okay. This is from Shauna. Hello, friends. I've been meaning to send you a few of my spooky stories for, I guess, a couple of years now, but I'm a procrastinator. Anyway, here goes. It's probably going to be long. I was in my early 20s and my parents were going through a divorce. For a period of time, my sister lived with me until she got her own place and then my mom moved in. There were issues from the get-go. Once when my sister was alone there, the doorbell wouldn't stop ringing, though no one was at either of the doors. (laughs) Nope. Don't like that. That's almost easy to write off as some sort of malfunction. What if they had one of those novelty um, doorbells? So it's like, we're singing a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep doing that. Oh, that'd be terrible. You know who they should have called? Ghostbusters. Paranormal home inspectors. Paranormal home inspectors. Kara, you would make a great paranormal home inspector. I really would. To my knowledge, there isn't a show in the U.S. You could be the person that's just like going off the vibes. 
And then they'll have someone that actually like inspects the house for damage. I don't like this corner. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You'd be so good at it. If there was a haunted drain, you'd spot it right away. Yeah, (laughs) truly. So it seemed like you could have written it off as a malfunction, though it seemed also sort of deliberate and kind of pranky. Um, It scared her to death either way. It also never happened again. We'd hear people walking up to the door from the enclosed porch, but there would never be anyone there. There was a freestanding candle holder that would be moved in front of the front door nearly every day. So when we'd walk in, we'd nearly trip over it. Whether or not there were dishes in it, we'd hear silverware rattling in the the drain board. Don't like that one. <laughs> Hearing footsteps, one of, or several people going up and down the basement steps was also nearly an everyday occurrence. Uh, no. Hmm. These ghosts are pranksters. During one short period of time when I lived there by myself, my boyfriend would come down on the weekends from college, about 90 minutes away, and would usually be at the house when I came home from work early Saturday morning around 6 a.m. One of those Saturday mornings, I pulled in the driveway to see all the lights in the house on. I actually thought he had waited for me, and I had visions of homemade breakfast dancing in my head. But when I walked in, I saw that my bedroom door was closed. We usually slept with it open. So it was clear that he was most likely asleep. I couldn't figure out why in the world he had left all the lights on. I went into the bedroom, and he was wrapped up like a burrito in the bedspread. When he woke up, he told me sounded like they were having a party in the basement, and I was scared to leave the room. So I covered up and left them alone. <laughs> oh, no. I should note that the basement was not the least bit creepy. It was very large and clean and even painted cheerfully. Maybe because it was such a nice basement, all of the local spirits congregated there for parties. I don't know. Uh, maybe ambiance matters even in the afterlife. I, I agree so. with that. I think it probably mm-hmm. does. Here's where it gets creepier. uh if you don't believe the falling two incidents, I don't blame you. If I hadn't witnessed them myself, I wouldn't believe them either. I'm scared. Oh my goodness. Here we go. As I mentioned, I worked nights. One day, nope. it was a bright and sunny day at that. I dozed off on the couch with the dog. I woke up a couple hours later and just laid there for a bit while the dog kept snoring. I will note I was fully awake and alert when I looked to my left at the TV. It was a regular <laughs> tube TV with a convex screen. You know how you look at them and when they're off and you see sort of a distorted sepia-toned reflection in the room you're in? Well, this TV was off. And as I looked in it, expecting to see myself stretched out on the sofa looking slightly bulbous, I saw an old woman at a dressing table (gasps) brushing her long hair. No. What? No. I have goosebumps. It was as if she was looking into a mirror and I was on the other side of it. Before I could even wrap my head around that part, I saw a younger woman enter the room from the doorway to the left-hand part of the screen. No! She came up behind the older woman and put her hands on her shoulders. They seemed to be exchanging some pleasantries when suddenly the younger woman began strangling (gasps) while standing behind her. She witnessed a ghost murder? Holy shit. It was a horrific thing to witness, watching the older woman's eyes and tongue bulging out as she tried to remove the younger woman's hands from around her throat. This image was sharply contrasted, like watching a black and white on TV. It all just faded out as the sepia tones of my living room reflected back at me. It's hard to tell how long it lasted, probably somewhere between 20 seconds and two minutes. I remember how my heart was racing even when it was over. Like, what did I just see? Did I really see that? It seemed like an older time period I was looking at, probably anywhere from the 1920s to 1950s. I had a vibe that the younger woman and the was the daughter-in-law of the older woman. I have nothing to back that up, but it's just what I felt. I told a handful of people close to me what I had seen, and I don't think anyone really believed me. As I said, I wouldn't believe anyone else who told me the story, so I can't blame them. Do you think that happened in the house? 
I think it had to have. Oh, and it's the energy is now trapped in the TV. Yeah, see, this is old tube TVs. This is why you need one, because they they capture the, the ghost spirit energy. Shit. This is terrifying. Okay, so there's another story. Oh. The second story is what wigs me out the most. Are you kidding me? I nearly <laughs> shit myself. We just heard about a ghost murder. <laughs> it's terrifying. I woke up one night and there was a miniature birch tree about a foot tall and leafless hovering at the end of my what? head. Did not see that coming. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And I glanced over at the clock to orient myself. It was about three in the morning. God damn. I glanced back at the foot of my bed and there was nothing there. I felt momentarily relieved and glanced back at the clock only to see that the birch tree was now floating over by the bookcase where my clock was. I cannot explain why this was so terrifying, only that it was. This was when my mom was living there and only a a closet separated our two bedrooms. I was scared to get out of bed to turn on the light and it took me several seconds to even get my voice to yell for her. Um, Is your mom a birch tree? (laughs) Mom! When she she opened the door, she flipped the light on and asked me what was going on. All I could say was, there was a birch tree in here. And she said, is it gone now? And flipped the light off and went back to bed. (laughs) The last oddity... One last okay, that's not scarier that, than okay, the TV the other thing. one was so much scarier. So I think there's I so, haven't heard one about a tree yet that is unique. <laughs> yeah, but, that is very unique. So when she turned off the light, the outside motion light at the back door came on. At first I didn't think much of it. That's My the room tree accident. Was yes. at the back of the house. By the back door, and I was used to it coming on if a bird or squirrel got too close to the house. Or, or a tree. <laughs> I would usually turn back off after about ten to fifteen seconds, but not this time. I was still terrified to get out of bed or even take the covers off but as the minutes ticked by and the light stayed on i got more confused and more curious i worked up the courage to look outside and there was nothing it had snowed and there were no footprints or creatures to be found out there animal or human i was unable to get back to sleep and the motion light finally went off closer to 6 a.m when the sun came up Mm. floating ghost birch tree that is is wild bizarre i feel like so connor and i before we started talk recording we're talking about the idea that all paranormal things are connected, that they're sort of the same entity and we interpret them in different forms because we can't really see their true self. Yeah. So maybe she saw the equivalent of a ghost or a fairy or a gnome or whatever, but she interpreted it as a birch tree. So in her last paragraph, she says that... um there were no birch trees on the property, nor do they hold any sort of symbolism for me, as far as I remember. They weren't even common where I was. Nope. My grandparents had one on their property when I was very little, but it doesn't hold any sort of significance huh. if it was supposed to be a message from beyond or something. I mean, how absurd is it to have a mini birch tree just floating around near your feet ominously? Very fucking absurd. <laughs> I agree. And that's kind of even more terrifying in a way. It kind of reminds me of Rob's gnome story for some reason, where that gnome just walks in the room and then walks out. A little bit. But she does close... well about that. (laughs) She closes her email by saying, despite the weird things that happened there, it was such a cute little house, and I have fond memories of it that don't involve birch trees or watching some woman get strangled. Okay, well, that's good. You can put those aside and enjoy. woman's strangulation story is going to haunt me. 
I was like, maybe the TV was malfunctioning and that's something that was on TV, but they would not show a woman being strangled and her eyes bulging out of her head. Absolutely not. So that That doesn't check out. No. Shauna, your email was quite long and I enjoyed every second of it. That is terrifying. Now I'm going to have nightmares about floating birch trees, something I never thought that I would ever have to do. I've never heard about a haunted plant before. Yeah, God. Samantha, a haunted plant. Yeah, I'm kind of terrified now. It's, yeah, the when you, you kill, kill your host plants, they come back and no! haunt you. Okay. All right. I don't know how we can move on, but we're going to try. So this is from Nicole. This is my stu- spooky story, a.k.a. two Marines get the shit scared out of them. Here for it. I like these subject lines. You really got to <laughs> draw us in. This is 100% true. I have never experienced anything like anything before or after like this and i'm an atheist i'm still trying to struggle with this you all need a little bit of backstory so you can understand why my husband and i don't scare easily and why we typically don't believe in ghosts we met as active duty marines and are now a firefighter i'm now a firefighter slash emt and he's a mortician cool i can see why you wouldn't listen easily. to our show that's amazing so he's a mortician parentheses embalmer and funeral director so death is just a part of our lives. It's really come no big deal. Show. People die and they don't come back. Yep. All right. Yeah. I have lived on the farm we're raising our kids on most of our life. Oh, also, I feel like if you live in a farm, your like your attitude towards yeah. death is very different. Definitely. You see animals give birth and die, and you're you're much more connected to that than the rest of us. Agree. Anyway. So they live on a farm. We moved back after we got off active duty because I love this farm. My grandparents, parents, and all my uncles lived here when I was growing up. We raised our own eggs, milk, fruit, and vegetables. Sounds amazing. Never had anything remotely paranormal happen. Until October of 2017, that is. This is ominous. All of our kids were spending the weekend at various friends' houses... And my husband and I were alone, finally. After some much-needed time together, we fell blissfully asleep around 2 a.m. I don't know what woke me up, but I went from zero to full alert in seconds. Then I heard it. Coming from my boy's room was a woman talking (gasps) loudly. Nope. Clear as day, I can hear her, but I can't make out what she's saying. Like, her words are garbled, like a bad radio transmission. We have no neighbors. Oh, this is really... I have neighbors, too. We have no neighbors. I immediately wake up my husband. He hears her, too. She is loud and sounds distressed inside my house. We grab our handguns and... Back up on the door. This bitch is still talking a mile a minute. Damn. <laughs> we open <laughs> the door to clear the room and nothing. No one is inside the room. Windows are still secure. We check everywhere and there's absolutely no one to be found. No windows were open and all the doors were still locked. Dude. We obviously searched the rest of the house and perimeter. That's just hilarious to me. <laughs> Search. We've got to secure the perimeter. I'd be like, just scared under a quilt. Same. <laughs> I'd be yeah. under my bed. Same. Yeah. Just- All the way down to the barn. But I swear on my best goat's udder that no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> That's an amazing phrase. Not a single footprint. God Not damn. one of. Our seven dogs barked or were in any way agitated? No, not into it. That, okay. If you have seven dogs, there's always a dog barking. So that alone is spooky. I tried to explain it away as matrixing, but my husband... I need more intel. I don't know. But my husband heard it too, as soon as I woke him up. 
The talking lasted for at least a minute. We haven't heard anything like that since, and the kids have never complained about their bedroom being haunted or anything. Of course, we haven't told them, maybe when they're older. We still talk about it sometimes, but honestly, don't have a clue what it was. Hopefully, it was a ghost and not someone who is scarily good at eluding people and is living in the attic. No, no, no. Yikes. I mean, I don't think you would pick this house to live in the attic. Probably not. Two Marines? You're gonna live, you're gonna try to, to live in their attic without them figuring it out? Absolutely not. No, someone's gonna come live in my attic. Yeah. Same. Because, yeah. yeah, I'll just probably move out when I discover that you're there. <laughs> right. It's like, ooh, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard... Okay, so I saw on Twitter this thing, which I don't have kids, so this would never come up in my life, but where, like, electronic yes. baby monitors that are, like, Wi-Fi yes. enabled will get hacked. Nope. And people will, like, watch your babies <gasps> over the baby monitor. <gasps> yeah. I don't want to speculate as to their motives, because that honestly would make me want to just jump out a window. But... That yes. is freaky as fuck. And this is the first thing I thought of. I this is something to look into. If you have a baby monitor, you do not want to enable the Wi-Fi because that's hackable. And apparently people will watch your baby. That is... I know that's really, really scary and creepy. I retweeted something the other day that was an Amazon review that read like a horror story. That's the one I saw. That was a a review of a baby monitor where she's like breastfeeding the baby in the night and suddenly this woman's voice from the baby monitor goes, where's that baby? (gasps) Oh my God! I know, I know. Because the, like the video monitor was was on the crib and the baby wasn't in the crib anymore, right? The baby's being fed. So this person that's like hacked into their thing is like, where's my baby? I want to watch the baby! Yeah, so get it old school baby monitor that's not wi-fi enabled because that is fucking terrifying. terrifying so that's the first thing i thought of but she didn't mention how old her kids were or if they had a baby monitor so. also like less nefariously with the old school baby monitors i know they could pick up like other signals from other baby monitors yeah, or like radio stations you yeah know? so like, you could like or like early cell phone calls i don't ghosts, know if that's still a problem ghosts, evps so maybe ghosts you know maybe the kids had a walkie-talkie i don't i don't yeah. know but this Sounds really freaky. That's really scary. Would freak me out in the middle of the night. Apparently, matrixing is the way the human brain sometimes fools the eyes and ears into seeing or hearing something in a place they wouldn't they would least expect them. Matrixing occurs because our brains pick out random patterns and then arranges them so they are familiar. Okay, so that's just so you're hearing weird a nerdy way of explaining ghosts is what I just (laughs) took that as. Yeah. Basically, I was uh, curious. That's just what. a way to just claim there's no ghosts. That's what I just heard. I think that was from a yeah ghost skeptic website. So okay, wow, that uh, that's freaky. Okay, Kara's got one more Ooh, for us. That's that's if we can handle it. Okay, this is called Ghost Story Part Two from Brian. Okay, okay. Hello, Sam and Liz. It's been a long time since I submitted the ghost car story back in season... God, that must have been season two? Something. Anyway, here's my story. At one time in my apartment complex, I had to walk by a specific apartment every night to get to my apartment. The apartment was on the first floor. The lights were always on day and night. The apartment was completely trashed, as I can see from the outside balcony. One night, as I walked past the apartment... The TV was on blast. I said to myself, am I the only one hearing this loud noise? Why isn't no one complaining or calling security or something? (laughs) I said to myself, eh, someone will complain. My apartment is far enough so I won't hear it anyway. And every time I will look in the window, I will see the master bedroom was completely trashed as well. Then at the end of the week, as I looked in the bedroom and saw a black shadowy figure in the doorway. Doorway was dimly lit from the light down the hall in the apartment. I freaked the fuck out and Mm -hmm. didn't look back. 
Mm-hmm. Then on Monday, I saw the maintenance crew cleaning out the apartment. I asked them what had happened. They said the guy who had lived there died from an overdose. Sad. A week before. Since then, new tenants have moved in. I feel pretty sorry for them. Oh, and as I mentioned before, my father has a connection with the segment in the show. It's the Poison Shake one. It's oh. upcoming in Season 5, Episode 11. Like, Ooh. Like always, the cackling will never stop and keep <laughs> up the good work on the mystery solving and the awesome podcasts. I'd rather not reveal this on the podcast until it comes to the episode. If I may be a guest on the show, I have the truth of that happen. Ah. My dad saw Gilbert right before he drank the shake as he was on his way to lunch. It would be an honor to be a guest. You will have the exclusive truth with a capital T. That is straight from my dad's mouth. Wow. That is Brian, that's thank amazing. Thank you, Brian. I will say we have a real hard time having guests on the podcast remotely because we don't know what we're doing. Um, Maybe you can so just record it and send it to us or something. If you want to do like an audio like voice note or something on your phone or record it somehow and send it to us, that would work. Um, or email it if you want to write it down. I think we... we we struggle too much with having remote guests. Really We've tried to do it like four times, and every time has been a total disaster because we don't know how technology works. Yeah, but I am fascinated to hear your dad's story, and that's pretty exciting. Um, and that's sounds like you saw a ghost. I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't think you were matrixing. I think you saw a ghost. No, I think that was real. I think it was absolutely real. Okay, wow. we have we have one more. Oh, I have one more. Too. Okay, okay, so we have two more. We have two more. Okay, <laughs> this we is- can count. The subject line of this is paranormal story with two little ghost emojis. This is from Nora. Hello, Liz and Samantha. I grew up believing lots of paranormal things. I even had the Time Life book series, Mysteries of the Unknown. As I grew up, I became a Mm -hmm. lot more skeptical. When I was 24, I was living on my own for the first time. I lived in Nantucket, one of the islands off the coast of Massachusetts. Oh, it must be a... It must be a fucking pain to move to Nantucket. (laughs) Everyone's saying that rhyme? Yeah. (laughs) That everybody's just going, there once was a girl in Nantucket. And you're just like, I'm just trying to move. Are you going to help me lift stuff into my truck or not? So apparently Nora's place was super posh, but Nora is not. I worked for the local newspaper and pretended to be posh. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, I guess all of Nantucket must be posh then. Yeah. Anyway. I, it's, it just sounds posh. It, it kind of does. so posh. I mean, I've never been there and... Isn't Mostly, there a kind of jam from there, like Nantucket's Finest or something? Oh, that sounds think, right. I'm sure that's, that's true. Never mind, I'm thinking of Newman's, but anyway, they both start with the N. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a jam from Nantucket. Sure, too. there once was a and jam from Nantucket. it comes in a bucket. I don't know. <laughs> Norris. <laughs> I'm just trying to move. My grandmother was not doing well health-wise, and I went home Mm. about once a month to see her. She told her physical therapist she wanted to feel good enough to come visit me on Nantucket and see the house where I lived. One weekend, I I really didn't want to leave. I knew the end was near. I did go back to Nantucket, and the next afternoon, she passed away. After a long week and a half at home saying goodbye to to my gram, I returned to Nantucket. As I came in, I turned on the hall light, and the bulb blew up. Aggravated, I turned on the light to the stairs to my room, but that bulb blew up too. Nope. I I turned on the light in my room, and that one blew. I turned on the lamp in my bedroom, and the lamp sparked. I sat down on my bed and sobbed. Okay, Graham, I get it. I know you are here, I said to the darkness, and then the lamp came on. (gasps) The next day, I called my mom, and two light bulbs at her house blew up that night too. My gram died in August. Wow. Christmas is serious business in my parents' house. They have a big bay window, at, and the Christmas tree fills the whole window. 
We have had as many as 2,800 lights on that tree. When it was time to decorate the tree, my mom and I took the lights to get the tree ready. I tested out the strings of lights and all were working. As we set them up on the tree, they blew out one set at a time. Nope. My mom said, we miss you two out loud, and we both ended up with a good cry. I love the podcast, and I'm glad I can. I finally remembered to email you my story in time. On to season five. Keep cackling, ladies. Woo! That's kind of a sweet one. That is a sweet one. I'm trying to remember the names of the different kinds of ghosts, and of course I can't right now. But there's one type of ghost that people just see as they're leaving this plane, and they're like saying goodbye. And I feel like that would be this I think that's true. And it sounds like Nora, your grandma had some strong ghost energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that says a lot about your grandma. It's so nice that she just wanted to go and see her house. And I know. And she finally got to. That's really sweet. That's really cute. Okay. We've got one last one. All right. This one is from Kalina. This is from when she was in middle school. I would ditch school often because people. Ugh. I mean. I get it. I wish I had. I was home one day in my parents' bedroom watching TV on the bed. I was laying on my stomach, which I only mention because I'm told that most sleep paralysis occurs when people sleep on their back, which makes me think that this wasn't that. I'm minding my own business near the edge of the bed when suddenly it feels like someone sat on my back? Nope. (gasps) Immediately I freak, trying to push off the bed to get this person off of me, but they were too heavy. I distinctly remember kicking my feet and turning around to see who it was, but I couldn't turn all the way. (gasps) Finally, I yell, get off. I hate this. I finally yell, get off me, and the... And the weight is gone. I spin around, but I was alone and scared out of my mind. Oddly enough, right after this, my mom came home early from work. She was pissed I ditched school, so I didn't get to tell her what happened. But part of me thinks maybe the ghost or whatever was warning me my mother was coming home. That's so, so freaky, though. You would do it in such a scary way, though? Yeah, I don't know. Also, were you watching Sally, Jesse, Raphael, or Jerry's for <laughs> Probably one of them. You always think you want to stay home and watch TV, but back in the day, like, there There was was nothing nothing on. (laughs) Okay. My second story happened in my now bedroom, which at the time of the story was our computer room. I had fallen asleep on the futon watching anime when suddenly, directly in my ear, I heard my mother's voice call my name. Nope. Immediately, I yelled back, yes, thinking she must be in the next room because it was so loud. I got up, went to find my mom, who was the second on the second floor, and seemed surprised when I asked what she had called me for. She said she didn't call... I, I didn't call you. And then said plainly, must have been the spirits. <laughs> she was pretty witchy and wasn't disturbed by this at all. I've been told that it was a mistake to answer a call from a spirit. Is I it? didn't know that. That's oh, good to know. Creepy. I have other stories, but I've gone on long enough. Thanks so much for ma- this uh, amazing that's podcast. That's not true. We want these other stories. Yeah, we we want these other we stories. Do not put really in your story do. that you have more stories that you're not sending because then we just feel like, <laughs> where are they? Yeah, where are oh, they? That's perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com <laughs> if you want to send us your listener stories. Once again, everybody really stepped up to the plate. These were scary. The, that floating birch tree will haunt me for the rest of <laughs> my days i did floating we think, is right up there with new michelle did we think that was gonna happen no no that's why we go into these blinds oh yes. man because the, what an adventure wow yeah so many things to be scared of i really don't want a ghost to just sit on me while i'm watching tv no, no. not when i'm watching sally jesse <laughs> Raphael. i have things to do i ditched school <laughs> man wow. maybe that ghost was like a truancy officer 
Maybe. In a, what yeah. a narc. It was like a ghost of a narc. The ghost was trying... No, this is what the ghost was... Tra- I'm gonna speculate on the opposite. That the ghost was trying to keep her there because they knew that her mom was coming. Was trying to get her in trouble. Yeah, narc. trying to get her in trouble. Narc. 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 This narc. is why these ghosts are cursed to walk the earth for all eternity, because they were a narc in their <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, Alright, so I think... Does that do the, it for season four? I think it's the end of season wow. four. Wow. It's been a wild ride. I can't even remember what how many mysteries we've talked about. So and, many. Yeah, just most of them are kind of forgettable. If I'm <laughs> being perfectly honest, I hope that season five brings some more exciting mysteries. I mean, a guy found a skeleton in a cave. We were really we're really hoping for a vampire, Kara, in oh, season five. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed on that. Um, we haven't had a vampire mystery yet. We also haven't had a werewolf mystery. That was a beyond belief. So if we could get one of the two, I think that'd be great. Because life is precious, even to a werewolf. (laughs) That's what we learned from that. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. I I can't even reflect. It's just time to move on. I think it's time to put season four in the past and look towards season five. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Yeehaw! Thanks, Cara. Thanks, (laughs) Cara. Thank you, Cara. Bye. Bye. Bye.